Casey. Michelle. You ready to do this? Yeah. Good. Everybody had their quarantine baby or they let us know that one is coming very soon. Whoa, I can't get the music to stop. Okay. <laughs> Everyone has a quarantine baby, but I mean, worst case scenario. And uh, now I don't even have an option. I live in the state of Texas. Hey, I was just going to say, should we use this as our moment to let everyone know we're both pregnant? (laughs) (laughs) With food babies? Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. With the new apple cider donut Oreo baby that I ate? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are we going to name it? It's also, they're a delicious cookie. Just everybody. If you're seeing them on the shelves recently, I highly recommend. They taste like an apple cider donut. Yeah. Well, every once in a while, they go with some really insane flavors that are just awful. But that one sounds like a solid choice, especially really as, we, as we get into the PSL. Um, the PSL of it all. Of it all, for those yeah. that don't know. Pumpkin spice latte time Ugh. for all those basic bitches. So gross. Yeah. And Starbucks came out with an apple cider kind of latte situation, guys. It's not yummy. Just a heads up. It's not yummy. Their hot apple cider in general is good. Like for kids, I've gotten that. That's good. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an apple. It's an apple flavor that they're adding that I would not recommend. So yeah, those are our opinions on recent products on Starbucks. If they ever want to sponsor us. We did want to do something like that, though, where we would, like, get fast food items and try them. And then, like, we were in front of that idea, like, two years before the Try Guys, who now have, like, millions of dollars. So, you know, our ideas are great. We just implement them five years too late to make any money off of them. I mean, Casey still has an amazing business The Singles plan. Grocery Store? The Singles Grocery Store, which we keep seeing other people talk about. And- I know, but it only – I feel like the only demographic that it makes sense in, in New York, and I know no, what it would I take think- – to figure out that business plan. And I don't have that in me. Well, if anyone has the capital and it believes in us outside of telling you the latest stories about celebrities, yeah. we're ready. It's, it's a singles grocery store promoting uh, live meat, greet, meet, cute meats, meat cutes, <laughs> live meat and greets. Well, I'm promoting also- off, pa- off application uh, love. Well, and off also, the apps. also promoting like smaller um, sized foods so that you're not getting a loaf of bread and then it going Single bad. appropriate portions of home goods that we tend to waste and throw out because there's only one of us. Right. So I just made enough for four and now we're now I have this container six days later and I'm sorry I don't eat food that's that's done that. I apologize if that's on me, but I can only really do leftovers after about four. I think four days is like my cutoff. And then it's. I think they say after 48 hours, unless it's frozen, you really shouldn't be eating it anyway. Okay, cool. All right. So All right. there's that. Anyway, um, <laughs> shall we move on to what the purpose of this call slash podcast really is about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, everybody's having babies. That's the whole yeah, point of a, this. We have a lot of births and baby announcements that came out this week mm-hmm. uh, I think the two births were Party B and Offset had their baby boy on um, September 4th I think we're still waiting on the actual name oh and we are waiting on that because we're yeah excited. I mean we know that her daughter is named Culture with a K so she could in theory be part of the Kardashians 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see what this little boy na- is named. And I know that Offset, I think, has three kids from a previous relationship. So this will be his fifth, uh, her second. Um, and is Offset his given name? Is that his Christian not. name? You think? Oh, you think? No. Mama, you think Mama Offset put that on the? Uh, no, not at all. But I don't know what his actual name is because. But I, I would really... love. But but part of there's always a part of me that always hopes that the stage names are like a given name, just just for fun. Uh, according to Wiki, his name is Kiari Kendrell Cephas. Cephas. Nice. Okay. Um. So no, so he's also a K. His. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's why it's with the K. Who knows? Anyway, so that's a quick little update. She posted a photo on Instagram. They had like a Louis Vuitton, ba- uh, uh, what's it called? Blanket over them to showcase that even though they're in a hospital, they got that money. Ugh, it's just like I just they want her the designers, to. Though. I know, but I want her to have money. Like, I just don't see how they have any money in the bank account. They have they a big-ass credit all. card bill. Yeah, they spend it they got. All. They got an Amex credit card bill. Well, she makes a lot of money, but it looks like she spends a lot. So Which you're is right. kind of difficult for the amount that she makes, but she is spending that much. And that, she, she concerns me specifically. Where I'm like, you don't need to be doing You can have so much available and, and start your nest egg and get that... Get that situation that's- going so you can, 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 can you can continue on this path of getting all those labels that you yeah. want. But we need to save at least a million right now. And I'm invest. sure, hopefully, she's got some. I don't trust, <gasps> oh, sorry. I don't trust any of these money managers. Well, yeah, it's a matter of like who she went to for a money manager. If she just went to someone in her crew, I don't know if she made the right decision, but she lives in New York. If she went to any like, successful financial planner in new york city then she's not an idiot but we'll see well the half i mean most of those guys are also stealing especially if you're not checking the bills and you're not signing the checks and you know yeah which i can't expect her to i would like her to be but i wouldn't expect it i wouldn't expect her to go down to her money manager every monday and be like all right bill what do we got going make those money moves yeah anyway so do you want to move on to the other yeah, we can confirm. I mean, this one. Yeah, this one. Ugh, I guess this I have to be won. happy for them. <laughs> so I have such an unhealthy obsession with Michael Fassbender. That's when it does come into territory of, oh, does Casey need medical attention that would include <laughs> a, a short weekend stint in a hospital when I start talking about like Michael Fassbender? Um, but he and Alicia Vikander confirmed that the child that they've been carrying around for the last few months publicly is theirs. Is their actual child. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also like that they weren't confirming it and um, all the publications just had to be like, so there's a baby that Michael and Alicia are carrying with them. <laughs> and there's no one else there. So yeah. <laughs> it was so good. So yeah, so there's that one. I mean, I, I, I felt like you should take the next one just out of just because this is our girl. Oh, yeah. So I wasn't sure which one you were going to next. So, yeah, um, Jennifer Lawrence, the third in our trio, who doesn't realize she's a member of our trio. Yeah. Um, her and her husband. Cook uh, Maroney. Cook, I already I pulled it up. Say, yeah. Cook, I think it's pronounced Cook yep. Maroney, who is an art uh, dealer or something in the yes. art world, uh, are pregnant with their first child. Yeah. Which is also interesting. I was kind of hoping... 
like actually i don't know, even know i would say hoping i get like yeah because there is kind of a war on like women with children versus women without children type situation and and uh, that being a choice to make and jennifer had very much recently been discussing the older she gets the less she wants children so it's kind of like nice we got one on our team but yeah, and like, you know, not that she's going to be out of the spotlight forever, but it's not like she's in every movie like she once was a couple years ago. So I think she's probably also just like taking some time now that she's married. And, oh, 100%. And like, it was all, so much for her back to back to back to back. Yeah. And all her peers have kids too. I mean, she's yeah. best friends with Amy Schumer. He, she has a son. And- yeah. I guess it just goes back to the struggle that you and I you know, consistently talk about of like, you know, yeah. Do we want to do this? Is this something? If so, shit, we got to figure this shit out or like, yeah. Well, we also need to find men that want to impregnate us. So that's a big piece. (laughs) Yeah, it is. So it's like, how does that get into play? If if we do want to do this and then we need, you know, that needs to be a lot of focus of our time. So yay. I'm happy for you, Jennifer. But in my head, I honestly was like, it'd be really dope if we could be babyless best friends. (laughs) Yeah, once she got married, you knew that wasn't going to happen, but... I don't know. I don't know these days. Well, you know, we... I don't ask any of my married friends. Yeah, so... To a couple that claimed they were never going to have kids, and now one of them is? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, the controversy of it all between John Mulaney and Olivia Munn. So, I mean, the controversy is, and... He's a liar? Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that he's, what I really have a problem with right now is that he's coming out and providing information that ki- that looks to be very quickly debunked, so why even provide information? But John Mulaney and Olivia Munn, who we have confirmed are dating, are now confirmed pregnant, and it looks pretty heavily pregnant. Olivia, I'm definitely second trimester yeah if it minimally was- four months but she looks six to seven yeah i think i would think it's more like five to six you um, just never know how women carry and things like that but i'm assuming she's petite as hell and and in our head she we think she's maybe like more normal sized, and we're like oh okay you look maybe like five months but if she's as petite as she needs to be to be on camera like that you know, she's right. like six to seven months. Like she's, you know, she's showing. Well, let's backtrack and explain, okay. you know, what exactly is the lies or what we're concerned are the lies. Because yeah. basically, you know, a week or two ago, I think Casey and I were texting each other saying there's rumors Olivia's pregnant. She's wearing baggy clothes. It I think like- it was just this week because I think on oh, Wednesday okay, I texted I like- you the picture being like, oh, now we got proof. Yeah, I feel like with COVID and also the last couple of weeks for me, like, I don't know what day it is. What yeah, day yeah, yeah. It is. is it Sunday? What time are we on? I have no idea. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we were texting about that. And then um, on Tuesday, uh, John Mulaney went on the Seth Meyer show um, late night. With oh, yeah. Day. So then maybe it was last week. Good call. Okay. Because then he confirmed it. And basically, like, kind of took the narrative and said that. I think the exact quote he said is, I packed a lot into this year. September now. I want to, I went to rehab in September. I got out in October. I moved out of my home for my ex-wife. Then in the spring, I went to Los Angeles, met and started to date a wonderful woman named Olivia. Um, and then, you know, now they're, 
they're expecting. And so initially, I when I saw that, I was like, yeah, this doesn't add up to me. And then slowly, all these other publications have been agreeing with my thought process. Um, <laughs> okay. <well, laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm the one who started well, because this. because when I first sent it to you. But that's Dennis, what everybody immediately was like, no, this doesn't make sense. Okay, like I- when he said it, everybody was like, no, this does not make sense. If you're paying any attention to their timeline, like we yeah. are. Which we were because... Yeah, that we've I mean, also been reporting to everybody on, so... Right, and as a fan of John Mulaney's, I've been close to this story because I want to know what the hell happened, not only with him, you know, divorcing his his ex-wife, um, but also just, you know, obviously the man was in rehab, and if we've learned anything from all the celebrity rehab shows I've seen... The one thing they tell you is when you're in rehab and you're going through your first year of sobriety, sobriety, you're not supposed to be creating any new relationships, love interests. Yeah. You're just not, you know, you focus on you you're and you're really focusing not, your sobriety on your sobriety. That is your number one focus. And statistically, those who follow what you're supposed to do from AA and sobriety plans you're have a higher chance of staying sober right with that being said how many people stay single out of i would say 70 percent get into relationships while they're in rehab when you're dealing with addicts you're also dealing with love addiction i was just gonna say another people a lot of them meet other addicts and that becomes even a worse situation yeah yeah exactly potentially what this is but it's still not it's still a lot of rash decisions in a very short amount of time and like uh, you were saying before very publicly he's he and the ex-wife acknowledged that they were not going to have children and he got asked a lot of questions especially when he was doing the kids show john mulaney's like brunch lunch club or something club yep stack lunch bunch yep a sack lunch bunch yeah Great, great special, by the way, or like great little thing, by the way, if anybody right. has kids. But yeah, the, obviously having kids came up a lot and they were like, no, that's just not us. But I will put an asterisk on like you, maybe that was them as a couple. You don't know if this entire time or if he got into the relationship, he was like, no. And then over time he was like, yes, or kind of if any of that had anything to do with the fallout or not. I don't feel like it did. I feel like what ended up happening was they went into quarantine together as a couple and like a lot of situations, they started to see the cracks. And I know that they were going in therapy because he was still doing a lot of publicity through zoom with like Seth and things like that. And at one point, so what we don't know is when he did started to use again, he's been sober for 15 years from college. He said he like is when he got sober and or at least in- that's what he told us. Now we have no idea. Yeah, but with his career, the way that it went, he wouldn't be able to stay. You would think it- so, but but now, and at now SNL, everything. No, I don't. I don't with that stuff because the, all the SNL stories are like John was telling everybody to like stop doing stuff or like while they're at work, not not while they're at work, but he would be the sober one out all the time, and he never had an issue like being around people that were doing it, and he never partook. And so I, I trust that part and he wouldn't, and with like the way that he did 
his career. But if he was doing coke, because the second, I trust it because the second he went off and off sobriety and he started doing coke, everyone knew within two minutes. His behavior was so jacked up. And I told you about it when he did his when he was on Seth Meyers. When yeah. I was on Seth Meyers, so what ended up so what so what John's original story or his new story now is the timeline is that um, uh, yeah so he's in he's living in New York he's in lockdown so then in September of 2020 he goes to rehab for the first time so he's been using at some point you know over that summer so that checks out so maybe like either before I went into lockdown he was using or maybe lockdown kind of spurred a lot of that and during that time he was uh doing appearances on Seth Meyers and he was uh talking about how he was in therapy in general and how he's always been in therapy anyway and then yeah so then he says he goes to rehab in the fall so September of 2020 he gets out he hosts SNL soberly October show, Halloween show of 2020. Then not directly after SNL. It's not like the after party of SNL made him relapse, but he says he relapsed after SNL, took a job at Seth Meyers, and that's when he did the appearance of doing like the Royal Baby Watch or just the Royal Watch in general. Right. And that's whenever it was a really fucked up appearance and it was like, this isn't okay. And that's what he doesn't really remember of his timeline. And then he says he went back into... And so after the SNL thing is when he moved out of the wife's house, then he goes back to rehab for a two month stint, February, March gets out, has been living in, in LA. And by June, it's already online that he's dating Olivia. Right. And the other thing that's like what I don't trust from his story is he talks about, he met this lovely woman, Olivia, First of all, we already know that him and Livia have met prior. But he and says that at on Seth Meyers. He goes, we met at your wedding. And that thankfully that's something to get, that something good came out of your wedding. Okay. He well, said that on Seth Meyers. Right. But the other thing that is very interesting for anyone like myself, who is constantly reaching out to celebrities in hopes that they would respond way before I'm assuming they met at the wedding or maybe at a time that they met at the wedding. Olivia. The wedding would have been seven years ago, by the way. Okay. I'm looking to see if there's dates on these Twitter. Like, basically, like, for a very long time, Olivia Munn has been, like, saying how much she loves John Mulaney and how she'd like to be with him, like, way before they got together. And when other people wrote the stuff for themselves, she was quoted, she was liking it and we retweeting it. So there's a part of me that's like, was Olivia literally just like waiting for John to fall apart and then be there to help? It seems. Well, I'm sure she had a lot of eggs in different baskets. I don't think she can be that. Well, okay. So Seth got married to Alexi in 2013 is where, and John would have already been. um, Yeah, he was with, he was most likely Anna, his ex, current ex-wife was the date to Seth Meyers. And it sounds like, yeah, the timeline for those tweets would have been Olivia expressing interest in a married man. Because Twitter yeah. didn't start until 2019. So unless there's only tweets from 2019 to 2013. No, Twitter started way before 2019. Oh, so. sorry, 2009. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. 
Am I just, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking to see if I can Because Anna, it. and he got married in 2014, and, uh, and Seth got married to Alexi in 2013. Her name's Anna. I don't know why you keep calling her Alexi. Alexi is Seth Meyers' wife. Oh, and that's the okay. wedding that John met Olivia at. And with the timeline, John was probably dating his wife and brought his wife as a date to that wedding. But he coincidentally met Olivia there. Got it. And from, if you're pulling up tweets from that timeline, um, only it makes sense that Olivia would have expressing her interest in a married man through Twitter. Exactly. Which isn't a good look. I'm trying. I mean, that's my look. So. Yeah, but it's a lot different when you're not a celebrity and you're you know, obsessed with celebrities versus yeah. when you are in the world and you're just being reckless. Yeah. But they were different coasters too for a minute. So it was like, okay. And it, yeah. But I think he ended up, I, I would expect he, you know, tried to cheat. There were, are there already rumors that Anna knew that he was DMing other girls before they separated in the fall? I feel like when he probably started to use. Is when he. he was already was cheating and not not with olivia just with anyone who was showing interest yeah i just think what's disapp- i think we're, we're gonna unfortunately find out is that you know the idea that we had of john, john. Of john is that he is more of a classic stand-up comedian than we we're expecting him to be yeah because he didn't seem as much of a a-hole as yeah i initially thought but we know inherently successful stand-up comedians are very selfish i mean it's a very narcissistic career path yes yeah it's interesting but you never know you know i'll just say it with a caveat you never know what goes on in a relationship no of course we all so much yeah the conversations we would like we would be brought into with their relationship because their relationship kind of became a because he talked a lot about it during stand-up and so, unfortunately, their relationship became a topic of conversation, and that puts a hell of a lot of pressure on it. Yeah, and what's also just, like, really sad is, like, her Anna, the ex-wife's um, Instagram, has been, like, very depressing, like. And she also sought treatment for eating disorders during the time that he went to rehab, too. So were yep. they very like codependent her, with each other and feeding into each were. other? Or when, like, they should have gotten out of this relationship a while ago? Or was he out of the relationship way before her and she was trying the best she could to, you know, work on it and salvage it? And he already checked out the door and made that decision and didn't try to work on it and just was like you know, this is what I want to do and this is what's happening and this isn't working for me and it's over. True. Which I kind of see that happening of her being like, no, we can go to couples therapy. We can figure this out. And That's true too. I mean, it takes two people to keep a relationship going. So. Oh, but she also, uh, Olivia looks very, very pregnant. Yeah, so. no, I mean, I saw her in an interview with someone else where they were asking her if she knows the sex and she said that they're keeping it a secret. So obviously they've already passed the first trimester that that's even a decision. So like everything about the storyline, the timeline, like it doesn't add up, which is why I'm questioning everything coming out of both of their mouths. 
Yeah, I don't think we need to question it. I think we know. I mean, I think the writing's on the wall. Like, okay, you guys did what you guys wanted to do, and this is the result. And you're being very stupid for trying to go back and create a more like I don't even know why they're trying to make a quote unquote better timeline when it's like just be honest with the facts like she would have had to get pregnant the minute he got out of rehab so right and also like she's older so like it's not that easy to get pregnant the first time you know what I mean like I don't know but that that's what could have happened true statistically like that's what it seems like kind of happened for them yeah, yeah. um but we'll see. Well, I mean, I don't think this relationship's going to last. So we'll see what happens. But that's my prediction. I don't really care if it lasts or not. I'm just kind of fascinated that it's all happening and we're watching it. It's all crumbling. I'm uh, always fascinated when people get out of one relationship, enter into one really immediately, and then also yeah. have, yeah, I mean, I could talk to Ben all day about that love addiction and, and how, I mean, that's why they're perfect together. He's got his addictions and she can't be alone for more than a week. So. Yeah. I'll be sure to ask them about that if they're at the Met Gala tomorrow. Well, the, yeah. So they're going to go to the Met Gala with you tomorrow and then he's going to be living with me in Austin yeah. next, uh, next week. So I'm excited so to talk I to him about it. We're going to get lunch get on him, Wednesday. Yeah. If I don't get him tomorrow, you can. You can follow up when he gets to Austin. My oh, we already have. We're going to go. Oh, we have plenty of plans. We're going to rent a boat next (laughs) Sunday. Just I'm going to show him. We're going to go on the lake and I'm just going to kind of show him. Take him to Irene's. I don't know if he'd like Irene's. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I think he's going to go barbecue. I think that's what we were thinking. Okay. Maybe hiking and then barbecue. Cool. Let me know how that goes. It's going to go really well. (laughs) I'm really excited to see him again. Um, should we move on to, we talked about births, so it's only natural to go the opposite and go to death. Yeah. Even though what we suggested we were going to do it this way, it still hurts. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you, you want to start this one off? Cause you were more of a fan of him and, sh- and the shows he's been in. Yeah. I mean, I, it was devastating. Michael K. Williams passed away this week. Michael Kenneth Williams of a drug overdose um and he had also seemed to have been clean for many years and didn't really seem to have um uh a a, tabloids don't cover him at all whatsoever so we have no idea if he's been struggling with this for a while but from what everybody says close to him that he had been sober for many many years and he had struggled with cocaine addiction early on in his career but then when he started to get like he got into acting and focused on that he's been sober ever since and then apparently we can't confirm but it's speculated that it looks like a heroin overdose which is like oh i mean yeah just one to the other the other element to that is isn't there fentanyl yeah yeah it's uh, yeah again not confirmed but the understanding would be like he you know, accidental overdose, fentanyl involved. Uh, if you don't know Michael Canis Williams, uh, the highlights, I mean, Omar Wire. from The Wire, unbelievable. And then he was in, um, uh, I forget his character's name, in Boardwalk Empire, but he was amazing in that. And that was, was a great show, if anybody hasn't seen that. 
Yeah, no, I mean, HBO basically kept him employed because then he was also just recently in Lovecraft Country, which one thing I did see, and it can't be confirmed, but there was a thread on Twitter saying that he had been very vocal about since being on that show, it bringing him back to some demons and having a hard time just like mentally and emotionally yeah but he also confirmed that he started going to therapy after he finished that project so it's just unfor. it's so devastating that like he was getting treatment at some level well there's all you know they two things go hand in hand if you're using drugs you yeah actively you know you need to get sober and then you need to enter an actual facility but it's just so sad that he was acknowledging something's happening and how can I like help myself and was seeking help. And then obviously one little grain of fentanyl will kill an elephant. And so right. this stuff's just everywhere. So like, don't fuck around with these pills and powders kids. Cause then, yeah, exactly. Because then we just found out like a day later that there were a few comedians in LA who also were having a party and OD'd on, was it also cocaine? Well, that's the thing. There were different drugs. Okay. Yeah, but fentanyl. But that, but like, that, that's, we actually, fentanyl. And we can't confirm, nor did I actually, what was going on. But from yeah. the rumors and conversations of Michael K-, K. Williams, it sounded like heroin injection, which is like, if we're going on the spectrum of drug abuse, that's like the Word. hardest and yeah. most aggressive. And, and then with the comedians, it, it was cocaine. That is confirmed. Yeah. And um, I hadn't heard of any of the comedians, but they were more LA based. I know one of the names yeah. is like Faquan Johnson. I just know because I saw an article or TMZ where um my favorite person, um, Tiffany Haddish, was being interviewed because both Michael K. Williams and Faquan were very close friends of hers and so she lost both of them in one week and I can't imagine like what that must do to you. I also don't know if any like what else happened to anybody else at this party too and it was kind of gross that either it was coincidental that anybody that had to be hospitalized or overdosed was a comedian or they just were only covering the status of those that were quote-unquote comedians yeah which I was like I was like okay I hope it's just like a coincidence because like well they said three people died and one was still um, but they were listing them all as comedians, but we didn't know any right, of them. So I don't right. know if they're just doing open mics and things like that. Right. Like, they could have been, like, coming back from the comedy store. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it sounded like they were just having a bender of, like, a two-day party. Uh, Kate Quigley is the one who survived and is, like, quote-unquote, more prominent name out of all of them. And apparently it was her house that they were having this ha- party at. It's a rental in Venice Beach. She, she's got to have some kind of deal because it's like a two million dollar rental unless it was an airbnb no no like it's like she's been she was podcasting Uh, from like they've now gone back they being the internet and like whoever's (laughs) like following up on this story and and revisited recent podcasts she was just on like joey diaz podcast talking about her drug history and they're like oh look at kate like she microdoses with mushrooms like this was her fault or like oh she's tweeting and calling comedians from her bedside after recovery like it yeah the whole i think the coverage has been pretty gross on it well unfortunately that happens a lot with drug overdoses or just like you know trying to find the blame and i'm not saying it's her fault um because who we don't know who brought the drugs yeah if and anything if 
if it were if they can find the one person they would end up charging them and everything too so yeah but i mean even after the michael k williams thing i know at least because obviously it happened in brooklyn and so it's become like a local story here in new york is that they were very big on trying to figure out where who was the supplier and so that they can backtrack and obviously because it was this doesn't usually happen necessarily when it's a common folk person no it does it does but it's no. probably a lot harder to... No, it's very commonplace since the 19... That's what I was to, uh, texting you and Dennis about. There was a law passed in 1986 over the accidental overdose where they were able to charge the dealer with manslaughter and it's a federal 20-year prison sentence. So that's how they started to try and combat the war on drugs. It doesn't work, but well, it if, seems you, to work if anybody more... dies from an overdose and they, you can catch their dealer their dealer is federally charged with manslaughter. Well, what I was going to say is it seems to work better with celebrities because that happened with Mac Miller when he died. That ha- That's happening with Michael K. Williams. But overall, you don't hear that on a given day. Yeah, because you don't hear about... That's, that's, the, that's the... The news. Yeah, because you... Well, you wouldn't hear about it because that's the natural... Um, what occurs when an overdose and arrest is found and that they just aren't going to be publicly like, that's no, the process. I know, but, but there have been like pockets of overdoses in New York city. And it's not like you then find out later, Oh, all of these were connected from X, Y, Z, like, um, you know, one dealer. Like- yeah. Because they're just not going to cover those stories, but that is what happens. I would hope so. Yeah. I'd like to think they're doing it more than just celebrities, but that's yeah. just become the bigger story here in New York, at least with the Michael K. Williams story. Yeah, no, this has been like the normal process if they are able to find the dealer and trace the drugs back to an overdose that occurred, they will then charge the right. dealer with manslaughter. Good. Yeah. I think that happened with Demi too, but obviously it was like, you know, she didn't die, thankfully. But We're just I- hearing that yeah. follow-up because of those situations unfortunately yeah. where that is the normal follow-up yeah no i mean it's definitely scary but at the same time like don't accept stuff from strangers yeah yeah uh, but yeah the michael k williams it was like really sad he just got attached to the george foreman documentary he was going to play his coat uh, the coach guy the um, trainer dude who's always like a character and all these stories and yeah i just no and i mean when they had him that video of him doing the tribute for dmx i mean that could have been a biopic for him because not only do they have a similar like body types but just the way he came up on stage and like really you felt like it was dmx performing yeah, I'd love to see them stand next to each other because I think Michael's like a full foot shorter than you. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, but on TV, like six uh, in a movie, yeah. that doesn't matter. He could beef up. Yeah, he would yeah, have to no, beef up. He's he just was, a very, like, he's a petite man compared to DMX. beefed up wearing the black. Like, he was dressed like DMX. DMX and so it felt even more like, oh, it yeah. felt like, you know, DMX had risen. <laughs> but this is like a, one of the top 1% talents of this generation and, you know, close with Chadwick Boseman. He was a very important, prominent male man yeah, in the black older, acting community. Much older than Chadwick, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Chadwick also died way, way too soon. Yeah. But yeah. But no, I think they're only maybe 10 years apart, if that. Really? I thought Michael yeah. T. Williams was in his 50s. Chadwick was like 40. Oh, I thought yeah. Chadwick was like a year or two older than us. 
No, they just all look amazing because, you know. Black don't crack. Yep. Let's see. Yeah. No, uh, Chadwick was born in 76. He's 10 oh, years okay. older than us. Never mind then. And, but Michael K, like. Oh, I guess because Michael B. Jordan is our age. And in my mind, Michael B. Jordan and Chadwick were the same age. Yeah. And then Michael's 66. So, yeah, Michael's 10 years older than Chadwick. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's just such an in- intense loss and really sad. Yeah, I mean, I remember getting the alert and being like, what? He's too young to die. And then seeing what the cause was. And unfortunately, not being necessarily surprised because I obviously didn't know of his backstory as much. But um, it obviously is never a good day when you hear a young person die. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the backstory for him is that he is a clean, sober person. No, like, exactly. I just knew he was in shows that involved yeah. drugs. The Wire, obviously, being the most probably famous one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and he had the most uh, favored character of The Wire. So, yeah. Okay. Well, um, yeah. Do you want to do the quick little, some quick little updates we have? Yeah. So, obviously, we've been staying very close to the story. And it seems like every time we question it, the week later, what we question ends up coming true. So, Last time we had updated you guys on Jeopardy, Mike Richard, Mike Richards had been fired himself as the host, and we were wondering why was he not also let go as the EP. Well, update: he is now no longer affiliated at both Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune as EPs for both. Apparently, he was for both, so it finally got rid of him. From- you think he'll be okay? I don't care if he is or not. I mean, you're an idiot. <laughs> he has so much money for doing nothing. And for also being so full of yourself that you felt like you were the right decision to fill in this role as the host. And then immediately everyone should seeing how wrong that was. <laughs> like, to me, that's the best part of this. It's just another white man thinking that he's the answer. And then very quickly, everyone else saying, nah, brah, we don't care about you. Not today. This isn't made for you. (laughs) I mean, it's just such a great conversation you have with your head of like, hey, hey, we've been auditioning all these people, but I want to do this job. So I'm just going to do it. And just to know he's done six episodes. So like you and I have almost done the same amount of episodes he has. You know what I mean? So many more. It's just crazy. Like, what a waste of a human. And speaking of idiot white men. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This I'm actually surprised about. But Prince Andrew was served papers this week, legal papers for statutory rape. That's not what they call it in England. But for Virginia Campo, who is the, uh, you know, uh, tried and true takedown of this whole situation. I'm shocked she's still alive. I was waiting for them to get to her and yeah, just, yeah. I mean, if but, they if they got to Jeffrey Epstein, I'm surprised. I was waiting for Jeffrey to get to her and kill her because right. she was bringing down everything. And then yeah, and then the Clintons killed Jeffrey Epstein. So uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going people, with the Queen. A lot. Of I'm not going don't... with the Queen. I'm going with the Clintons. I'm going with Trump. I don't think he was even smart enough to pull this off. I think Hillary and Bill are like, oh my God. Yeah. Now we have to see yeah. with impeachment and they're like trying to pretend that they have nothing to do with this. Um, but yeah, they, he, 
he was served papers this week. I don't still to come. I think that entails of like a court date has yet to be determined. I don't know what it all means, but they got to him in his personal home and served him papers. And, uh, and he thought he was going to get off scot-free or scot-free or I don't know what the actual term is. Yeah. And oh, oh, R.I.P. I mean, Willard he still Scott. May. We Who forgot knows? to mention our honorable mention. Willard Scott also passed away. We wanted yes. to talk about that. Michael K. Williams. That unfortunately they passed away like the same day, and so nobody yeah. paid attention to Willard Scott and Williams. Willard, William, is it William or Willard? I Willard. Think yeah. Okay. I thought you yeah. said William. No, I um, Kenneth Williams. Yeah. Willard no. Scott. Willard Scott was, I think, in his nineties. Yeah, natural uh, causes. He's okay. Um, and for those that don't know, he was the news uh, weather, um, the weatherman on the Today Show before um, Al Roker. Al Roker. So yeah. So sorry, I just that came to thought. Uh, that um, and so yeah. So uh, Prince Andrew is gonna have continual conversations. Uh, he might stand trial. He's definitely yeah. I- this is gonna be interesting to watch. I don't, yeah, I mean, you may know a little bit more than I do. I feel like I don't remember the last time I even saw a trial in the UK. So, like, I don't know how it works. And yeah, neither do I. I was actually thinking you would probably know more than me on that. And yeah. yeah, you're right. I don't know. So, like, I will be very curious. Is if... that just not public information when that happens for them? Is that just what their laws state? Yeah, it's just or behind it closed be, doors. Is it going to be a situation where the queen gives money to hush hush things because, you know, it's not like that doesn't happen here also. No, I know, but I don't it would be more him trying to like provide money. Like anything that they would have to do would have to be requested by court to spend that money. I think. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I don't think there, if anything, if she was able to get him out of this, he wouldn't have been in served papers. True. But, you know, like it's already too late. Like if she was well, able to get him out of this, it would have been years ago. It's already too public. I know. But you could say that just as easily about freaking Bill Cosby. The man went to jail and is now freed. Like anything. Is but possible. you know why that happened. No, yeah, I'm I not know, saying he's going to see time. There could be a million loopholes in the UK system, too. We don't know. I feel like they don't because they don't have that suing culture. And we'll so they see. don't. But we will see. But we don't. I don't think his mom is going to be able very to do shit about society this. society that I feel like rich people in the UK seem to never, like, go to jail. So we'll see. That's definitely not happening because I know that Danny Dyer's daughter's husband just went to prison for stealing money from his um uh clients and who is that danny dyer is a soap actor uh, who is a very big prominent public person and his daughter is also named danny dyer and she went on love island last year or two years ago and won love island and has now been like a tabloid fixture since and the father of her child was arrested for uh okay. he was an investor but that's in... also like a soap actor versus oh yeah yeah but it was a very big news story of like Got we're it. not letting this, this happen guy. yeah just because he's part of this and he's related to danny like 
you were were making an example of these situations yeah Yeah, it could go either way i mean that happens obviously in the uk in the u.s too i mean Teresa judice from real housewives of new jersey was a perfect example of someone who was made an example and well she made an example of her do they actually follow the law well because i would say yeah he didn't follow the law but i don't think she even knew what he was no like the law followed the law and she got the appropriate amount of time for her illegal actions and so did he yeah i don't know i think you could have potentially gotten her out of that if they had a much better lawyer than the like goomba lawyer that they had but anyway that's a different story that's true well her husband set her set her up and then she still stayed married to him so yeah i mean (laughs) yeah i digress on another ridiculous relationship but yeah but also uh, oh third ridiculous relationship mention prince andrew apparently wants to remarry sarah ferguson they've been living together since i think the pandemic and yeah and apparently he was hoping that this could all be brushed off and he and sarah could celebrate another nuptial a next chapter of their life before they die yeah because from everything that's coming out of the the um publicity wise coming out of that family is that andrew's being incredibly arrogant about this and the queen and william and charles want him to Charles and William want him to go down for this. They want Good. him out of the picture. They should. So they can take he has no power, but he's the queen's favorite son. And Charles has always been resentful of that. And William already knows that his dad has no say in any shit. And William's just going to become king within 10 minutes anyway. So King William's yeah. incredibly embarrassed by Andrew and wants him to get the fuck out of the family. So that's why I say, like, I don't. I, like I think he's gonna get fucked. I hope you're right. I want you to just be within right. his family. He's gonna get yeah. fucked alone, which is gonna be Incredible enough for watch. him to be punished. Yeah, no, you're right. You get the wrong people against you. It's over. So the only thing that he has going for him is that for some reason his daughters have been able to stay in the positive end in the public eye even though they are kind of jokes themselves. I was just gonna say they're like no one. But they're still very close with William and Harry. And they know they've got the eyes on the prize. And there's only so many people that all these people are allowed to socialize with. Right. And so these are their first cousins that are directly within their age range. And they've first grown up with them. And are going to get the throne, whereas they're just like, you know, need. And they know they're not going to get the throne. No, I know. But like, obviously, you want to be on the good graces of the people you know are going to get the throne. Well, so. that's interesting because I think Beatrice is actually more in touch with Meghan and Harry and Eugenie, or it's the other way around. One of them has gone team Meghan and Harry, and one of them is... But, like, they, you know, they're obviously um, followed, and one of them's pregnant, and right. then they spend time with their dad, and then it's like, hey, your dad's a rapist, and they're like, we love our daddy. Hey, Literally, hey, your dad hey. was raping women younger than you. Yeah, hey, and then when he realized, when you guys got to 17, and then he was like, oh, I did that. Like, yeah, he's fucked. He's like, oh, yeah, maybe if my maybe I wouldn't appreciate if my friends were trying to date my daughters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he can go down in a in a ball of flames. I don't give a shit. Um, (laughs) Bye, Andrew. What are you watching? (laughs) Um, What? Yeah. What are you watching? I feel like you've been watching more since I've been running around. Yeah. You've had like familial obligations. 
Yeah, uh, I've gone way back into Ted Lasso. I like I was trying to hold off until it was all available, and then I was just going to buy the subscription for a week. But then I just really wanted to watch it, and I realized I couldn't watch last season without having the Apple a subscription. So I re-upped, and then I like rewatched season one, and I've just been rewatching season two, like after it airs. Um, it's still fantastic show exploring very very interesting different things this season than they did last season a lot of it having to do with ted's mental state and how not okay he is and how he's using all this optimism to cover up the trauma that he's endured and all right some interesting stuff it's some good stuff because i watched Um, the first episode of the second season and still thought it was terrible but we'll see guess what i don't want to hear it and be then stop Stop trying. I just keep watching, hoping it's going to get good. You're not. If you don't <laughs> like it, you don't like it. And you can sit in your corner by yourself. No, and... I'm not by myself. I'm with Andy Cohen, who said the exact same okay, thing. Okay. Okay. Psychopaths. Okay. Have fun with Andy Cohen. And he's I will. Also, who's also like Andy's <laughs> best friends with Ramona still? Or No, 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 no. Okay. No. All right. But he's definitely defending Erica Jane a little too much. He defends <laughs> people that he wants to defend because he's friends with a bunch of fucking criminals. <laughs> pretty much that's who andy cohen is in a nutshell i don't but hate st- it but... but we still love everything he's created i love everything he's created i have different we didn't have the be- feelings we about also him. didn't have the best ex- impression when we met him so oh that doesn't that that i was kind of expecting you know like that's who i see andy cohen as you I know, know. Ugh. anyway I, I i i interrupted you ted lasso oh, anyway. what else watching? uh but yeah ted lasso is great I watch all of Q Force in a. Com- I, I watch very three different very uh, diverse things. So Q Force I thought was really great. I loved and I didn't know this that David Harbor is one of the voices oh, and he plays yeah out. the straight douchey CIA agent who like gets assigned to them and is a piece of shit. Matt Rogers, our boy, plays the best character named Twink. That's so good. Um, and Wanda Sykes plays one of the voices. Sean Hayes is the lead. Sean Hayes is probably the most difficult to get past with that character mm. because you hear him and you see like when I hear Sean Hayes I see Sean Hayes and you see Jack probably well I mean it's not like that kind of character but Sean Hayes is Jack so yeah. it's not but no it's not you wouldn't compare those characters with each other got it he doesn't play that uh yeah they're two di- very different characters but you just see Sean Hayes when you see that character talking and you're like okay well this is a little okay i just couldn't get past that really but everything else i thought it had a great little plot point that i was sticking with that i got really involved with and i was like oh i do want to see who the bad guy is and and figure this out and it's a cartoon so that was fun yeah it's definitely on my list i love an animated show yeah it has a great mystery for yeah yeah, it's a 10 part um plot but the the storyline itself is actually like something to invest in and you're like oh okay this is more than i was expecting in depth with a cartoon than you're kind of traditionally expecting because you meet you're not usually having a full arc throughout the cartoon it's just per episode but this is like each one is a full story arc uh and then the other one that i did which is more of a classic casey actually these are all three very classic casey's um but this is sam hewan's new movie which was, I was like expecting to watch some trash. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Well, your girl Ruby Rose is the co-star. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I wanted to watch because she's great in everything. So I was like, all right, this could either be really, really bad 
or not as bad. And if it's really bad, this is going to be hilarious to watch. It actually wasn't even that bad. It was borderline interesting. What is it on again? It's on Netflix. And what is it called? It's called SAS Rise of the Black Swan. It was called SAS Red Notice before, but it's it's pretty stupid. The intro is a monologue about how sociopathy can be used as a strength. And then you learn Sam Hewen plays the like MI6 guy coming from Britain being the spy. And Ruby Rose is a psychopath bad person. She would be good at that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you come to find out that their story is like they're both sociopaths, but one's using it for good and one's using it for evil. And it's hilarious because he's supposed to not, you know, he's a good sociopath. It's super funny, but it was good. It was actually like a story that I was interested in watching, at least for the first half. And then it kind of became a little bit of the same thing, but they are, um, hijacking a plane a train uh because this company is you know a contractor hired by you know all these other fortune 500 companies to be able to do illegal activities to like so they like you know destroyed these villages in russia in order to get a pipeline built and then they were being caught and investigated so they like took uh, hostages on a train to try and like negotiate their way out of this situation and then Sam Hewen coincidentally is on the train and like has to foil their plot point their their whole plot so that was what I was watching <laughs> cool yeah I, yeah I've been watching less I'm still watching non-perfect strangers I think I'm halfway through um curious to see how it's gonna end I know Casey's about the same place um and then the one thing I probably watched that's so stood out the most as a comedy fan um there's a new stand-up special on comedy central from rosebud baker and i've been following her for a while she's a new york stand-up um and it is really funny but also i've seen i saw her a little bit i've seen some of this stand-up before because this is an hour special so i've seen her like do less than an hour and some of the same stuff but She's from New York. Her sister died when she was very little. So that kind of like changed her whole thought process on life. So it's definitely funny, but it definitely has more of that like dark humor, which I love. Um, and she's just really talented. And um, yeah, I really like her. So if anyone's into uh a stand-up special, especially one that's a little bit more on the dark side, highly recommend. You said Rosebud Baker? Yep. What a great name. Yeah, and that's her given ten, name. That's her actual given name. Her sister, yeah. had, like, she's one of, I think now she has three sisters before would have been four. So there's a lot of girls, but they all have very, like, Irish Catholic names. Oh, Rosebud and, is not an Irish Catholic and then, name, no, by and the way. No, and, no okay. and then she has Rosebud. Like, her oh, okay. sister's, like, Mary Stewart and, like, all oh, these, okay. like, weird names. And then she's Rosebud. It's, like, very – she talks about it in her stand-up. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. So, dis- like, were they just huge citizen – I was going to – was- oh, yeah, Citizen Kane. I almost said, like, oh, no, that's the pop group, but that's Danity Kane. Uh, citizen Kane. <laughs> like, they were famous Rosebud quote, you know, like, is that – Oh, maybe that's what it's from. I'm sure. just, like, obsessed with – yeah, that's such a stupid name. Yeah, I mean it's a good name for a stage, obviously. But and it's um, it's good with Baker. And she was actually Baker. just she was just on Fortune Feimsters um, podcast. Oh, sweet. This week. 
so I had already listened. I already seen her special, but it was interesting for the two of them to talk because they all both have very unique names that you know not everyone has. So yeah, they talk about that and just like comedy and all that jazz. So yeah, yeah, I know. When you actually think about Fortune's name, you can start going down a rabbit hole. Yeah, I mean, also coming from uh, upbringing of Jewish, you know, that was not a name that we would have ever heard. I never met anybody named Fortune, but. I mean, maybe it's a common thing in the South. That's where she's from. I have no idea. No, it's definitely not. It's just not a. It's not a common name. Yeah, it was just her mom wanting to have. Her I mean, daughter that's a real fortune, odd I guess. name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna well, name it my was... kid Cash Money's, and then hopefully it'll be a millionaire. Yeah, the only time like it was popular in the turn of the century with like the Quaker kind uh... of passive movement, but that was the popular names for that were like. Constance and virtue and chastity, yeah, not yeah. fortune, yeah. But right, maybe well. that's where the fortune came from. When I just think about that, but that's a that's a little uh, drop from Lindsay Murphy, <laughs> like encyclopedia. We started off with education about food, and then we ended with education on the Quakers, and then yeah. in between there was a lot of trash, TV. a lot of bullshit, <laughs> a lot of bullshit. <laughs> but that's all that really matters these days. That's all we have. That's all we have. Hopefully. Speculate about other people's lives and make judgments about the decisions that they make without knowing any of the information. Exactly. Well, as Casey mentioned, I will be live at the Met Gala tomorrow. I'm going there for work. So hopefully oh I'll God, have so some, exciting. Hopefully I'll have some good updates or just like encounters in the bathroom because I, I plan on spending a lot of the time in that bathroom. Or just walk around a lot like looking. De- if, I have like my job or... is literally walking around. So, no, I know, but like, just if you walk backwards into people, and go turn. Oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to bump into you. <laughs> don't you think that's on my list? Yeah. Uh, the only issue is because I'm a member of the press. Yeah, I have to wear a black mask, and all the celebrities don't. So I feel like they're gonna just know. Oh, if you have a mask, you're not important. I'm not talking to you. No, but they might have to. They might ask you for things, thinking you're a server. And things like that, or ask like, you where to get drugs, and you're gonna be like, "Oh God, this is hey." Like, you okay, go, yeah, that's exactly. You go, excuse me. We need to have a further discussion about what is happening in your community, and like, <laughs> like there's so many because you're gonna except recommend. If except if it's Zoe Kravitz and Channing Tatum, and then I'll be like, "I don't know, but let's find out together." Well, then you pass out, and you have Channing save you life. You save your life. You're gonna pass out, and you're gonna hit your head, but he's gonna grab you. And then he's going to be like, Zoe, okay, let's make sure you're Zoe's okay. And going to be like, oh my God, let's take you home and make sure you're okay and have a dance party and we'll just hang out. That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. for you. I'm so excited for you to start dating Lenny Kravitz. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if it would be Lenny, but if he said, let's go out on a date, I ain't going to yeah, that, Yeah, that's what, you're not going to date Channing. <laughs> you're going to meet I know, but, Lenny. Oh. And then he's going to be like, oh, you're Jewish? That's exactly what I've been looking for. <laughs> that's a girl that's the same age as my daughter that's Jewish um, they're so but, hard to find <laughs> yeah especially in New York City yep. I mean, New York Fashion Week happening right now uh, but yeah that's pretty much it alright well we will be back next week Casey will have her update with her her combo with Ben and I will have mine with all the celebs at Metcala maybe Ben will join I'll ask I mean if I see Ben at Met I'll be letting him know that you'll be checking in on him when he gets to new york or when he gets to yeah so, appreciate it between the two of us we got him covered and on He's that fine. note <laughs> we'll see you guys next time <laughs>